0: So Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four-season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we review the 47-13 defeat away at Saracens and what this means for our season. We look ahead to the big game next Friday at home to Wasps. And we reveal the headline results from our club merchandise survey. I'm Tony, and this week I'm joined by Lee, Pete, and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Miles, thank you very much for hosting. We're in the Grand Hall. People might hear the the grape fire uh, crackling in the background.
1: Surrounded by Fortnum and Mason crates.
0: Hampers, yes. Um, Very festive, so thanks for decking the halls with bales of holly
2: for us. You're welcome. Uh, Only the best for you guys.
0: And uh, you've returned, um, Pete, from Alpine... Soiree?
3: Yeah, I have, yeah, just to clarify it was a ski trip, not a yodeling competition. <laughs> yeah. And uh I'm a bit tired tone, I've got to say, 20 hours on a coach, vomit free thankfully on the way back. But um, yeah, great week had, you know, I, I listened to the pod. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was nice to hear, um, you know, all those new contributors and stuff. So, uh, yeah, he did a good job when I was away, boys. I was a bit worried, but, you know, well done. It's good to have you back, mate. Cheers.
0: And, Lee, you've, you've upgraded
1: from uh, beer to wine this week. Is this this part of uh, some kind of festive celebration? Well, I thought... It's, yeah, we're, we're, we're all close to Christmas now, aren't we? So I thought a nice bottle of red, you know, would, would suit... Um, would complement our beers, our L's, shall I say.
0: Great. Well... We've, uh, we've had plenty of uh, episodes where we've been um, uh, talking about great Bristol Bears victories. It had to come to an end and by golly it came to an end on Saturday. So that was I think a defeat. I think lots of us would have said we weren't maybe expecting to win and maybe hoping to nick a, a point or so. But I don't think any of us saw the size of that defeat. But before we talk about um, the game, let's hear from some of the fans that were interviewed after the final whistle.
2: Yo, what's up, it's John Afford here
3: and you're listening to Beers Beyond the Game. So my analysis of the game, lads, is that first half was pretty even, uh, tit for tat I would say, um, Saris were loose with their play and uh, Bristol took advantage, uh, but
1: all I'd say is second half, what the hell happened to Bristol? It was a bit of a shambles,
3: so... Um, came out really tight scored two tries really quickly and then it was pretty
0: much all over
3: so this is the Duchess signing out Um, go on Bears beyond the gate Mark
2: Hoskins club historian (laughs) So, any good points about
0: the game, Mark? Well, we've got to remember we were winning a minute before half-time. It was a very good first-half performance. And in terms of individuals, I thought Andy Oren had a good game with his box kicking. And uh, Toby Fricker's looking a very good player at the moment. Yes, Deb, um, from Cainsham, um I thought first half we did really well, really well.
1: I think when they scored just before half time, kind of flattered them a little bit, um, you know, and it was an uphill toss from then. We came here for a cheeky point, let's be fair, we did, didn't
0: we? Come
1: on, yeah.
0: we did. Um, but, <laughs> but, their
1: clash showed in the end, and fair play, fair play, they deserved it, but come on the Briz, we can do this, come on. Rick Sheen, uh, 35 years plus
3: watching it and I think that hopefully will bring everyone back down to as uh, so of where we are at this moment time We got for us today and uh, we didn't deserve anything Hi there, Gary Hayward I thought today's performance was
1: a game of two halves The first half we were competitive second half we were very poor the heads went down and they seemed to just be able to run through us at ease. It was a real problem for us to make any tackles. Um, anything we did try didn't work. And there was a little bit of argument going on out in the back, yeah, back line there. So, you know, it's a bit of something that needs to be sorted out. Hello, my name's Jamie George and you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gates.
0: Right, so, Miles, you were our, our roving reporter at uh, at Allianz Park. First of all, what was your impression of the, the stadium itself?
2: You mean the athletics track? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Did you see Sally Gono up there? No, was afraid you? not, mate. Wrong time of year. It is a bit odd, sat on the side of an athletics track. But uh, During the summer months, stands are taken down and athletic events carry on. But I hate to say, you know... Uh, padded seats were rather comfortable actually, you know, and a very welcoming Sarri's fans, you know. So, you know, welcome, carry on, you know, nice nice to see you here. But um So what about the game then? Tell us about tell the Tell us game. about the game. I mean yeah, s first half was great, first forty minutes, Bristol were up for it, good defence, and they took Sarri's, you know, to, right to the wire, really. Uh, and I thought we were going in gonna go into half time up. I mean, unfortunately, the the, the sort of end of the the first half, Sarri's put so much pressure on our line. Penalty after penalty after penalty. All the fans around, we were calling for yellow cards. Fortunately, one didn't come, but they scored just on the half-time. So it was close. We went in, obviously, one point down at half-time. But uh, anything could have gone after that. And then... You should have gone after that. Well, I think I should, really, because the second half, I was nearly crying in my beer... Uh, yeah, as you've seen, they came out and scored two very quick tries and I think game over then. They were just so dominant. I mean, psychologically, that's what teams do, yeah. isn't it? If you don't score quickly in the second half, get your advantage. I think game's over and our normal, uh, uh, where we sort of score in the last 10 minutes, that was never going to happen in this match. They were so dominant, 33 unanswered points in the second half and... You can see why they're the best team in the country. But you can't you can't fall behind to Saries, especially at home, can you? I no. mean, they're, they're lethal.
1: Yeah.
3: It's amazing what money buys
1: you, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed, Pete. What? What? Because you've seen the highlights, I think.
3: What's your observation? Yeah. I mean, I I think. Um you know, the highlights, obviously, Miles was there and he was texting a few times there. But yeah, I mean, I think we've got to take some... You know, we've always got to take positives. And I think to, to hold them up to, you know, to half-time, and actually all, we were winning when it went into the red zone, and then obviously they scored, you know, it is a phenomenal effort. And I think it sounds like whilst we were outgunned, the effort, the heads never went down. And I think that is... Um, is going to be good for people like Bedloe and O'Connor you know with some young lads out there we've got to remember we were up against internationals players that have, have a seasoned international seasoned winners and in their home ground and actually in hindsight when you think of it now to be you know to be holding them up to half time is actually pretty good when you think of some of our players and obviously you know um, so I think we've got to be, we've got to be positive about, about this
0: I think from what I've seen, there were some some very good tries scored, but it was a bit of a collapse i i I wasn't expecting a defeat of that magnitude thirty plus points. Uh, I always thought it would be difficult to get something from there, but I think it was a little bit disappointing that uh, the the score in the end and i mean what what do you think, um, what do you think that means for our season miles? <laughs>
2: Well, the, I mean, you remember Worcester last year, we went away and we got absolutely creamed, didn't we? I mean, this could be the turning point, couldn't it? It's a bit of a reality check, I think, for all us Bristolian fans. But take away nothing, the boys tried really hard. Sarri's were amazing in the second half. Their line speed and defence was just like a brick wall. Worcester were going nowhere. Uh, and, you know, Sarries fans come and said, well, you need to try something different, you know, a little chip over the top. But... Can't take it right. Top effort from Bristol, but amazing second half from Sarries. You know, no team would beat them.
1: Lee, what well, I was, I don't know if we've, I don't know if we've got those players to do those, those creative, moves at the moment. To be honest, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, Tony. I'm disappointed because I mean, I know it's been a great start to the season, but we were all around this table, in particular, we're all quite, you know, we're quite open, quite honest about. You know where we are and none of us were expecting to win a title this year but I didn't think we would get beat quite so heavily um, and that was disappointing for me because that was our that was our strongest side out as well and you know I know I might have sounded a bit negative last week on the pod but it just feels like when you've got your strongest side out and you still get a whipping like that it is hard to take especially from how we've started the season but we all move on collectively, and then we go into the Wasp game, which is now even bigger. And for me, that Leicester game now is really important. I think um, I, I kind of taken it from
3: Pat's post match interview, where I didn't think he was too disappointed with that. I mean, obviously, he is going to be disappointed, but I felt that I thought it was, you know, I felt he, you know, it felt it was a good you know maybe they needed a little bit of a, a reality check and one or two players, you know, are starting to you know, need to go back to basics again. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 on the highlights, I just saw a couple of times, you know, there's one thing I saw Charles have got done on the outside a little bit mm. by the young lad, like, you know, the, his opposite number, yeah. he was in you know, his an academy. And just sometimes you maybe need that. And as we said at the beginning, what were we really going to expecting? at Saracens Away? A point yeah. at most. So if it, if it means that we come back on Friday and absolutely bring the house down at Ashton Gate, maybe it's a good thing I do
1: agree with that Pete but the one thing that seems to be consistent is sloppiness and mistakes again I mean the effort I totally agree but you know Pat said the effort was there and we all agree that it was you know there was no fault in the effort but we're still making mistakes and we've, we've probably had games where we've got away with those mistakes but against Saris, you're never going to get uh, away with no, them. But
3: I think that's the reality. I mean, we, you know, we can't. We talked a couple of pods ago about where we're going to finish, and you know, we, we, we're hoping. I think the majority of us hope and supporters hope top four. But actually, you've got to remember that it takes a while to build a team that doesn't make sloppy mistakes under pressure, and that's what we were under huge pressure. Now the big teams learn not to do that. Now Exeter took them ten years to do that. Saris, it's taken them, you know, a few investments and a, and a number of years to do that as well. And I think we've got a, you know, we did make mistakes and we have seen that. But we are a building team, as you know, we aren't. You know, we have got a mix of players, and I think that there'll be a lot of lot of stuff learnt from that game on Friday, on plus, um, Saturday.
0: Plus, plus, I think they're hugely motivated. Hugely yeah, motivated, true. aren't they? They, they think the world's against them. They, they, they've got this single focus. Of bringing back the points to, to to get safety in the Premiership, so yeah, I think I think we do. We need to regroup, move on. Um, Miles, I was interested. In any any players stand out from a Bristol
2: perspective on Saturday, um, or really was no one allowed to shine? I think the second one No one was allowed to shine I mean Andy Irwin Had quite a good game He obviously got that Intercept didn't he Which led to A Sheedy crossfield Kick and Amara Had a try So that, that was great So he's He's still You know he's, he's a pest isn't he With their scrum halves And it paid off then So Irwin had a good game Box kicking in Pretty awful conditions Against the wind Other than that it was just a collective defence from Bristol. No-one stood out. It just felt like one-way traffic in the second half. I can understand when you're under that much pressure to not make mistakes is really difficult. I did notice Aaron, when he did that breakaway, he did do the little... He did, had a go at the old Antipodean
3: <laughs> hop as well to it try did. and... Uh, he'd obviously been learning that, but he didn't work, did he? Because he got slammed no, by... No, he uh, got tackled in like, the tackled end. by someone. But it, actually, to be fair to him, he did really well to keep that ball alive, actually, because yeah, he, 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 was, was he was waiting for support for ages, and he, he kind of managed to stand up for a bit and then whip down. And, uh, you know, obviously that then led to the cross-kick mm. from Sheedy. I, mean, uh,
1: I would say, that what have we learnt from Sarri's last season? I mean, we, we, you know, we were in the game last season until George Smith got sent off. So it, it doesn't feel like we've, we've had too many, as Pat would say, mm-hmm. learnings from the previous year. I think those those little margins. That's what we need to tighten up. But I do agree. It's it's early days in the project, and we still, you know, we we've got a long way to go. We all know that. But again, I just think if we'd have been a bit closer with our strongest side, I think you know.
3: I mean, I think we're at a position where when we get on the front foot, we you know we can dominate. But what we've got to learn is that when we're under pressure, how do we get back on the front foot when we're massively on the back foot? Now, I know, you know, you could argue the second half at Exeter, we did that with a bit of luck here and there of various things. And I think that's just something we've got to take away from that second half. It's like, how do you then get back onto that? Mm -hmm. Um, And at the moment, clearly... You know, we we perhaps are a, a season or two away of being someone that can. You know, you think about Exeter yesterday against Leicester. They were they were on the back foot against Leicester. Yeah. Leicester all over 25 them minutes. for twenty five for maybe seventy five mm-hmm. percent of that game, but they found a way, and that comes from a lot of time and effort, and also experiencing what it's like to be on that back foot and not be able to. You know, you only learn by making mistakes, and we are back in the it's second season back realistically first season where we're really you know in the plan I'm sure Pat I'm sure he's got a five year plan or something it's not you know I don't think Pat's thinking we're going to you know no one's I think no one's going to think we're going to win the premiership this season I think potentially now when I think about it maybe we're looking at year after next as being up there so I think we've got to take this stuff on the chin and uh, um, and and then you know just hope that we don't get in a. What you don't want to do is get in a kind of rut where you have another bad game and another bad. Yeah, game. we and need I, to. We need and to. And I think that, that. The, the the proof of this pudding will be on Friday. On the Wasps,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think it's nicely summed up by one of our followers on um, on Twitter, a guy called Nick Howell, um is at NEHow's 76 who said third, having played Sarries and Exeter away. I'll take that and I think absolutely you know there wouldn't have been many of us around this fine Fortnum and Mason hamper at the start of the season that would have said that we'd be sitting in third place and four out of four in the European game so I think yeah we, we move on disappointing result but it was against one of the best teams not only in the UK but one of the best teams in Europe
1: and it's gone now
0: and it's gone and we look forward to Wasps Oh yes. Now um, we have developed a very exciting new partnership with um, Neil Williams, who's the club statistician, who has very kindly agreed to give us some facts and figures about um, our opponents each week. So oh, boys, I love this. I but, love yeah, this. Got your <laughs> <laughs>
3: spreadsheet ready, Tony?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit old school. It's been a <laughs> notebook. So, and his quill. If if you are sitting comfortably, I shall begin. First game against Wasps was in 1948, an 11-5 win. Overall, we played them 82 times, winning 27, drawing Ooh. 7 and losing 48.
1: Ooh, Ooh, I don't like that stat.
0: Uh, uh, most points and biggest win was a 50 points to 6 win in 1971. That was when I was born, take that. 71, he said. Se- yeah. Yeah. Not 61. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's Tony. <laughs>
0: But Neil did point out we have got, since the league structure started, we have got a dismal league record against Wasps. Which goes played 36, won 4, drawn 3, lost 29. In fact it took us 17 games before we won our first league encounter with Wasps. Uh, Our last league win was a 26-21 victory at the Mem in September 2006. And as far as our recent form goes, we have lost eight and drawn one of
1: our last nine league games. Point positive about that, Tom, because that means... We've got something to strive things for. Things can only get better. Oh, yes. Uh,
2: so
0: <laughs> I yes,
1: it's, not, it's not part of the Labour campaign again, Miles. <laughs> I,
0: and, and one of the things, I think, I think we've got the lowest win ratio against any of the top flight teams is against Wasps. So they wow. have been a bogey team for us over the years. Of course, I think they beat us home and away last year. Quite close games, but um, two defeats nonetheless. So we, we, we reckon it was a pretty full-strength team out for the Sarri's game. Lee, who do you think is going to come in for for the Wasp game? What, is Pat going to rotate a little bit?
1: I think, well, injuries aside, I think he 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 will have to rotate. But personally, the side that I saw play Sarries is the side that I would have liked to have seen against Wasps, um, just because I like I said last week, I would have preferred the strong, the full strength team against the teams that I think we could beat. Um, I don't know who's going to come in, to be honest. I think we're going to... I mean, there, there will be changes, but I'm not quite sure where, if I'm At honest. Atwood? I mean, second right.
2: row? Atwood's got to come in. Um, Unless I mean, yeah, very was, yeah, he got a few knocks in the Saracens game yesterday. Um, and Joycey was obviously partnering him, so maybe... Holmes the come in? It's, it's a short turnaround this it's week, starting. so maybe we do need a, a lock for Friday that's... Uh, I think...
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult because it, we talked about this before. Is actually we, we've got a lot, we've got a lot of talent in the, mm. in the second row, and I think it is a bit of a challenge to oh. to how you how you manage it because you don't want someone like Dave Atwood sitting out too long, unless we, you know, unless he's has got a niggle that we don't know about, because he's a big time player that we've signed with a fanfare, and he big time players have got to play in big time games, and Friday is a big time game. Mm. But then again, Chris Vuey, what can you say? I mean, he's a legend already, and. Uh, you know, I I wonder and Joycey I mean Joycey has been Pat clearly rates Joycey massively well, but maybe I would say I would potentially and then Ed Holmes I mean Ed Holmes can beat four tacklers on the wing and still score a try so. I, Holmes
1: will start for me I, I think against mm. Wasps
3: mm. I don't know I, I don't know I think it could be Vui Atwood that's all I'm going to say as a start
0: I I, I think Vui Atwood but I would struggle a little bit to see where else changes would be made mm. either because of kind of current performance or maybe because of injuries um, you know Sam Bedlow is probably going to start again inside centre Leo Fricker, whether he'll swap things round yeah, Leo no. I actually had a good
3: he game he did have a good, a good game he was yeah. the man of the match he played well hasn't he you know confidence is a good thing I mean Uren there was a lot of chat about how you know why Uren got back in having been basically dropped for a poor kicking game then only played 20 minutes as a sub Sturzacker had a good game in Paris as far as I can see very quick a lot of nip and I, I, I was quite surprised that Uren got back in and, and obviously there's stuff we don't know it goes on in training oh Randall's never learned one day. Randall's well. out, you know it's, it, I still think Tony you know I'm intrigued by the old scrum half situation and I think Sturzacker is literally in the mix again but I suspect he'll be in. I think if he had a, if you reckon Miles, he, he had yeah, a better yeah, game than yeah, had game. Time. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you keep him in when he's actually and him and Sheedy mm. You know, I, I suspect that, that you're right. I think we'll go with that. That's the kind of that was probably the plan at the beginning of the season. I think he deserved
1: Shidi. he deserved to be rested yeah. as well. I think in you know, his a couple of games. I mean, he wasn't on on quite so on the ball. Yeah,
3: but I mean, Randall's done nothing wrong. So I'd imagine Randall's on the bench to come on. Mm. Yeah, um, Lloyd is our perennial bencher, and he'll mm. be on, no doubt. Uh-huh. Do, does
1: anyone know about the
2: injuries on the injury
1: front yet? As I guess it's well, too you, early you, to you tell. will find, if you, if find out on Monday. Yeah, well.
2: yeah, yeah, luckily it was wet, so the ground yeah. that that plastic pitch which I was uh, fortunate enough to step on and spill my beer on thankfully after the game
1: how oh, can anyone be happy yeah. to spill beer mine. <laughs> did they not
2: put a red carpet out for you yeah, yeah, almost pit. I got told to leave the picture with my beer but not before I'd uh, beer yeah. did you what have the punter wellies on I thought you would be
3: drinking champagne
2: <laughs> in the royal box anyway yeah, it was good you're anyway. allowed, you allowed on the hallowed plastic bring us back Tony <laughs> yeah well we've got 20,000
0: plus crowd I know where I work lots of people that aren't exactly regulars are go into the game really looking forward to a Friday night game over Christmas I think it's going to be an absolutely cracking atmosphere but I think it's quite a pivotal game in our season Mm. because if we win this and win this well I think we're on track if and I don't think we will but if we should lose then all of a sudden you know Leicester did as somebody said looked a lot better than they have Me. done all season yeah. um, and they they are going to be scrapping for points and would fancy taking us on so oh, no. I think this Wasps game is really important that we win and we win well um, and I think we will but I think Leicester's going to be a, a quite a toughie uh, I was, I was watching
3: that actually I did watch that on when I got back from the um from the trip and the crowd got really going as well yeah. and it reminded me of like the old days um and of Welford Road and the crowd were baying and you could see it, you know, they were it really gave Leicester and if we you know, if we, we, we get on the back you know, the wrong end of that on that Saturday, you know, we were gonna be up against it. And you know, we're you know, and I could say how many teams, you know, Exeter is probably one of only a few teams that could really weather that. Uh, but as you say If we then win We go with loads of confidence uh, Who knows what's going to happen
1: I'd agree I've I watched the game as well And I, the crowd Were really behind the Tigers And I think we need to Stamp on them early Yeah We need to front up And we need to, to You know Basically like, dominate them Early on And I think Once the crowd quieten down Then you know what We all know what it's like we all, yeah. Apart from miles We all follow football Once a crowd's Against you Or goes quiet It's more croquet isn't Then it? Mm-hmm. Yes I think. I think you I think won that, the game. Yeah.
3: You won the battle. It's a good point you make, and I think that we, in a way, you could. That's what we could take the positives from that Saracens game: is that we did make a statement in the first half. You know, we did. They were just too good in the second half, but I, I suspect that Leicester aren't good enough for that. So we, again, we've got to be put. We, we're clearly starting games well. We are fronting up. I don't think. You know, I don't think we can worry about that and I don't think Leicester are, they're not Saracens so if we if we front up and we, we get them and we're, we're there at half time like we were at Saracens I don't think the Saracens thing would happen when we're at Leicester no, so I'm confident that we will be able to do that because we've been doing that for you know all season even that Saracens game
0: let, let, Let's bring it back to the Wasps game then I'm going to come to each yeah. of you in turn for a prediction on the results starting with Lee
1: uh, I think we will be upset by that
2: Sarri's game and I think we're going to beat Wasp by 14 points Miles same as Lee I think we'll come back stronger after that defeat um, put that behind us and I hope we get a bonus point win I don't see why 20,000 plus fans shouting Bristol uh, hopefully we'll dominate them Pete I'm thinking
3: slightly less uh, not let's say less optimistic but I'd say a win but I'm not sure it'll be a bonus point win
0: I, I'm going to go for a bonus point win as well because um, I, I, th- I think there will be a reaction and uh, yeah, just to keep the season on track I think that's that's the way we'll be looking <laughs> You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, TuneIn and Podbean You can contact the show with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com Follow us on Twitter at BearsBeyondGate or like our BearsBeyondTheGate Facebook page. Now, talking about social media, I don't know if you've noticed in Bristol over the last week there's been a hashtag that has been coming to the top of my uh, search results <laughs> consistently for the last few days, and that's
3: hashtag BobbleGate. How could we not? I'll tell you what, we Tom, miss it, even, it? it even got out to Austria. You leave, yeah, and uh, uh, and that's nothing to do
0: with aliens. nothing
2: to do with the impeachment of the American president. I take it, no, no, okay.
0: Now we had we, have been talking to the club and we we'd asked them to comment on this or put somebody up for the show, um, and we had a message. Now this was a message that came to us about 15 minutes before it was published on the club website, um, and it was the Bristol Sport Managing Director Mark Kelly said. We are aware of feedback around the range and volume of merchandise available in the Bristol Sports Store. Unfortunately, due to supplier delays coupled with increased demand, we have experienced limited retail stock at times this year. We apologise to our supporters base for any inconvenience caused and are working on a number of positive solutions that will be rolled out in 2020. Customer service is our highest priority, and we are always looking to make improvements. Now that that, that was the statement they were uh, they gave us. They weren't. They didn't. Nobody wanted to come on at the time. Um, our, we went back to them straight away and asked them to comment on the the ladies' range, uh, and also we asked what the um, these positive solutions will be. So um, we we wait to see on uh, that, but. On the back of that, we thought, well, actually, is the club really getting how fans are feeling about the merchandise? Do they think it's just a few noisy people on social media maybe that are making these statements? So um, as hopefully many of our listeners would have uh, seen, we did our own survey um, uh, this week. Uh, And I'm delighted to say that we had close to 400 responses to the survey just in this course of about three or four days. Now, I'm not going to go through all the results, but I will give you some of the headline figures. And because we want to be open and transparent, we will publish the full results um, on our social media, um, Twitter and Facebook pages to make sure people can see um, the the full results and we will also be sending these to the club now we've done this in the spirit of trying to help the club fix some of the many issues that there have been with merchandise this season I'd like to emphasize this isn't about bashing the club this is trying to do something positive to support their efforts so One of the questions that we asked, um, the club should stock a women's range of leisure wear and a ladies fit replica shirt. And we asked people whether they agreed or disagreed with that. And 90% of people agreed that the club should stock ladies wear. Um, 9% didn't have a strong opinion either way. Um, And just 1% thought that they shouldn't. Um, one of the other questions compared to your plans at the start of the season how much have you actually spent on bears clothing now we did this to try and gauge whether people really weren't spending as much um, as as we thought Um, so the, the answers were much more 4% more 8% as expected 20% less than expected 34% and much less than expected 34% So a huge amount of money that could be going into the club's coffers um, isn't, people aren't spending, the money that they were prepared to spend. Um, This one I think is really interesting. Um, I think the club listens and responds to the fans over merchandise. Agree? 1%. Sorry, strongly agree 1%. Agree? 5%. Uh, Neither agree or disagree. 16%. Disagree? 35% thirty five percent and strongly disagree forty four percent so seventy nine percent of people that took part in the survey disagreed or strongly disagreed that the club listens and responds to fans concerns so i 'll just pause there um, let's let 's just go round the table uh, on, on thoughts about that Lee. I know you went to the club shop to have a look. And see what was happening this week. What, what what did you find out at
1: the weekend? I, I did Tony I, I mean, this is, well, I'm, to be honest, like this is my fourth visit to the club just the last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, there was slightly more stock in the club shop, but again, we got the same problems. There was the heritage range, uh, the, the blue and white heritage range, I quite like that. Um, it was nice looking, but again, it was there was four or five sizes in small, and then it went up to double uh, XL, and you're thinking to yourself, well, most certainly all of us, well, miles might have fitted into a small, <laughs> but most of us here would be into a large, and there's no large, and that range they've just brought out. So everything that you've just described there, do you know half of me is shocked? And then the other half is like, well, that's exactly how I feel. And obviously, I'm one of, you know, a few hundred people who feel exactly the same way. People really do feel strongly about this subject. And, and I know that, um, you know, there might be people now saying, well, it's, you know, it's going on. And, you know, but for the same reasons you've just described, we're trying to actually help the club. People want to spend money. That's what we're. the emphasis of what you've just described.
0: Absolutely. I think an interesting point on the Heritage Range. Of course, um, again, a, a slight backfire again for the club. They they launched it the day after the last date that they could guarantee Christmas delivery. <laughs> yeah. So, again, you wonder, yes, they're trying to do something positive.
1: But, but it's, it's obviously last-minute positivity, well, isn't it?
0: Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, you know, Bubblegate is the thing. <laughs> we, we, we had the um, sudden social media flurry and website announcement. Bubble hats are in stock.
1: Yeah.
2: And there was an ice Blue, red, and white one, and a nice blue and yeah, white one. And what happened, Miles? Well, you know, I eventually saw that. Lee published. that well, they've sold out already. I and mean, I was thinking, brilliant! I go down at nine o'clock on Saturday morning, buy one for me and me and the drafters, ready, ready for the Saris game. To find out on social media, they'd sold out the previous afternoon. I mean, come on, that's £40 I could have spent and, and end up spending absolutely nothing and going away to a salmon's, salmon's game mm. with a five-year-old hat.
1: Well, collectively, there's probably about 400 quid's worth in this room mm. that we would have spent between the four of us with our families and everything else. It's crazy. You times that by the amount of people that are upset. You're talking thousands of
2: pounds wasted. I, mean, I mean, we, not... we were saying it, it's basic arithmetic, isn't it? That how many season ticket holders do we think they are? Was it about seven thousand or more? So why wouldn't you order seven thousand season ticket holders, uh, seven thousand bubble hats? You're going to sell them, aren't you, over the next two years? They ordered a couple, of, probably a couple of hundred, and they went within a few minutes. It's just terrible, terrible. As a seller would say, surprise, surprise.
3: <laughs> Pete, Pete, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with all this. I mean, I I think when you get little comments like, you know, problems with our suppliers and, you know, I just don't buy that sort of thing. You know, that's, yeah. Okay, there may be problems. I don't care. I don't care about suppliers. That's not my job. My job is to spend money in that shop and someone else's job is to make sure that the suppliers do supply. Now, if there genuinely is problem with suppliers, don't just say there's problem with suppliers. Say you know what, boys? Hold our hands up here. We've made a massive mistake. We've had a bit of a, you know, we have managed the situation badly. We haven't managed our supply as well. We're really sorry. Mm. I hope you understand. We really value you. It may take a while to sort this, but we will get this sorted. And because don't forget,
1: we're not talking just this season, now. No, mm.
3: and, I, and I think, and I think, you know being a little, you know, just things... Like, you're right, it makes it worse that you bring something out of the big fanfare the day after the last... Bring something out of the big fanfare and then it sells out. That's not creating demand. That's just creating... Frustration. More frustration. Um, now, I think... And I go with... The, I mean, you know, your survey as well, Tony. People might say, oh, it's 400 people. That's 400. It's not a geography field trip survey this where you're like, this is 400 focused people who have made the time who are Bristol bear supporters who yeah. made the time to to do this so i that's not 400 opinions that's 400 times a lot of opinions i always remember in politics they say if somebody makes the effort to write to the prime minister they t- they t- they have a formula where they times that by 10,000 and they think oh my god yeah. you know, that's what yeah. people think so Whilst I think I can understand there may be problems, they may have had problems, that's not our problem. Mm. So they have to be upfront about it and, and, and I think we respect honesty um, and, and you know we'd all understand if, uh, if there has been. But be honest about it, don't kind of fob it off with uh, sort of social media well, it's, stuff. It's insulting people's intelligence
1: isn't it, that's, oh, that's yeah. what it is.
3: Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day We might Some people might come on And say oh it's a first world problem You know You can't have a ball hat I was blooming cold in Austria Last week My yeah. hat <laughs> yeah, It was quite a, yeah. so, well, I, I think two points I'd like to make One is picking up On Lee's point
0: Actually You know I think we cut the club A bit of slack last season Because the, exactly the same thing Happened I think the Bob ball hats Came in what a week Maybe ten yeah. days Before Christmas and, it, and, and the range was okay, but it wasn 't great last year anyway
1: we don 't have a shirt for the start of the season when people want to go uh, abroad and uh, absolutely
0: you know? why, why the game shirt comes out right at the end uh, right at the start of the season on the first game is, is, is beyond me. but the other thing you know this is a club that is looking to in the next four or five years, be one of the top players in Europe. And, you know, fingers crossed with Pat and Steve Lansdowne's investment that we will on the playing field, which makes it even more of a mockery, really, that the commercial side of it around <coughs> merchandise is so poor. This isn't an amateur rugby club that, that it relies on volunteers to, to run the stock and the, the, the merchandise. This is a professional outfit, Bristol Sport. And, and I think just one final thing, picking up on Pete, uh, what Pete said just a bit of honesty and transparency we're all you know normal people and if someone said sorry we have made a mess up or it's not gone as we've planned and this is what we're going to do to sort it out then I, th- I think there'd be a lot you more respect that wouldn't good, you good, good, yeah. good feeling towards the club Lee you wanted to say something well, I just
1: you know I, last season I asked uh, Katie for uh, from Clifton Rugby for a bobble out. Seriously, the week after I had a bobble hat, Clifton Rugby bobble hat. A week later, and
2: that's that's Clifton Rugby. Yeah. There
0: was well, a, well could, there was a, you were. I asked you specifically, didn't I, Miles, to have a look in the Saracen shop?
2: Well, yeah, I didn't quite make it. We oh. had to, I had to. I, had to I, was a part, I was trying to interview some players, get some sound bites, but someone kindly put on a photo on the supporters' website, which looked like what over ten different styles of bobble hats. Uh, all in stock I mean That just goes to show Really That's basic is su- not it All supplied by Vuna Pola <laughs> <Yeah>. Ministries <laughs> And last Very last Quick point There was a great Comment on the Supporters Club Website on Bubblegate The fact that As part of an Apology The markup on Bubble Hats Is huge Simply, maybe give all the season ticket holders a bubble hat at the beginning of the season. Imagine, I just imagine. That's it, that's it. it. Done. Job done, really. Everyone would be happy and you'd be flying a Bristol flag wherever you went for the whole season.
0: You'd be flying a flag with a bubble hat. Absolutely. I, I, I like that. metaphors. Let, let, yeah. let me just come back to one final question because I think this is really uh, quite interesting and I hope this really will help the club to think about what lines are the most important and the stock levels. Um, I think it was the sixth question on our survey, gave a whole list of merchandise. And we asked people, thinking about the overall range in future seasons, what three items are you most likely to buy if the quality, price and style is right? And any guesses for what came out top? It wasn't socks, was it, Tony? 65% of people said a beanie or bobble hat. Next popular was a home shirt, which is around 52% third was a hoodie 41 percent a polo shirt with 28 percent and a traditional cotton rugby shirt at 25
3: percent as i said and you'll you'll be there able should to should be a gilet left for me then surely and, and what did miles vote for a smoking jacket <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so you can see all the results as i say we'll make sure these are all published before um the new year. Uh, we will write to the club we will continue to lobby for a change in the policy where there is no uh, ladies range or ladies fit shirts because don't forget this survey said 90% of supporters men and women want to see a ladies range and Bristol Bears Bristol Sport 68% of people have said they have spent less than they expected to and 79% don't think the club um, uh, listens to, to fans over concerns around merchandise. Mm. So, that's Bobblegate. Um, let's hope, and we have heard stories that this initial run of hats that came in, that sold out in a matter of hours, was only a partial delivery. There are rumours that more will be in, whether it's in time for the Wasps game or not. Uh, but let's hope that those hats do come in They are of a good quality And people will be happy And we can put Bobblegate at least to bed
1: But again if the club was transparent It wouldn't be rumours club would be telling us exactly What's coming in and what's not coming in
0: Absolutely absolutely. So as it's Christmas We've decided not to have uh, Get's my goat um, I think we've talked about a big turkey In that previous uh, uh, session So Let's hope we have a cracking time at the Wasp game. And to all our listeners, um, we'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas.
3: Happy Christmas. Merry
0: Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And we'll be back next week with Bears Beyond the Game.